0: Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of On the Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, Body Logics, The Goalie Guild. All his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men. off online stretching programs with eccentrics one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun and it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm part of it bunch of other athletes are a part of it so it's free to join it takes 20 seconds to have it, to get exclusive offers to your sport and it's definitely worth worth it so do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living CSUs membership it's free 20 takes 20 seconds so go do it and we'll see you there Living CSU is a great company we uh we know one of the co-founders Zach Focaly he's a great guy he uh He's the co-founder, and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything, to what me- made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey player, Tyler Pekarski. Tyler is currently playing with the Elmira Mammoth in the Federal Prospects Hockey League in his second pro season. Prior to turning pro, Tyler spent time playing four years of high school hockey in Rhode Island with Smithfield High, and spent three years of NCAA Division III college hockey at Johnson and Wales University before turning pro. He is also, while well, he's also a professional hockey player. He's also a pro golfer. So we'll, we'll definitely have to get on that a little bit here. So, but Tyler, thanks again for being willing to come on the show. So welcome to the show, Tyler Pikarski. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, you're out in Elmira right now, like you were mm-hmm. with Binghamton in the start of the year and now you, now you're on Elmira. So like, how's everything going with, with Elmira and being on like a newer team?
1: Yeah, things are going well. You know, it's obviously a process. Um, Anytime you get a new team or an expansion team like us. Um, So, you know, we're waiting for a few more pieces to come in. Um, The guys are kind of starting to get to know each other with movie nights, um, going out to eat and stuff. So all kind of starting to gel together and yeah, things should start to turn around very soon. So things are going well.
0: Yeah, and, like, this isn't the first rodeo that you've been with an expansion team as you were with the Binghamton Black Bears who were newly expanded last year. So, like, do you see, like, similarities between the two teams, like, when you guys first started to, like – and then, like, obviously last year in Binghamton, you build – you just build throughout the season and then you guys got into the playoffs and I believe you guys got to the first – you guys got knocked out the first round last year?
1: Correct, yeah. So, like, do do you see similarities? Yeah, definitely. I definitely do. Um, in Binghamton, I, I didn't get there till January 5th or so. So I didn't start the and play the entire year there. Um, but when I did get there, I stayed the rest of the year. Um, but, you know, the, the skill level in terms of how good the team was from the beginning of January to the end of the season, it was a completely different team. Um, and I'm not just saying that because we brought guys in. Um, we certainly did do that but we also just gelled kind of like I was talking about. So um, that's certainly starting to happen here. Um, I think every game that I've been with the Mammoth, we have done a little bit better. And even in practice, you know, we're getting better every day. So definitely a lot of similarities there.
0: Yeah, and I, I like how you said, like, you guys are getting better every single game. Like, I've been watching, like, the YouTube feeds and everything. And, like, you guys do look a lot better, like, every single game. it's like what do you think has been like the clicking point and just like making you guys like start clicking where you guys are eventually going to come up with your first win here? Um,
1: You know, kind of like I said, just guys getting to know each other, you know, everyone that, and then everyone kind of plays a little bit different ways. So making some adjustments with the lineup, see who plays well together, who doesn't play well together. Um, You know, it's kind of like a, a puzzle. That way you got to get all the, the pieces together. Right. So um,
0: yeah, I would definitely say that. Yeah. So, like, what's been like your favorite thing about Elmira so far? Whether it be like, I know, uh, I know some guys like the the community aspects as well as like obviously like first arena is like an unreal place to play. So, like, what has been like some of your favorite things to do and like favorite things about Elmira? Yeah, I mean the arena is great. The community is great here. Um,
1: But, you know, the guys are also great, you know, I think on this team, we got a lot of young guys, a lot of rookies, a lot of newer guys, Um, and almost, you know, all the guys on this team, we're all pushing the rope in the same direction. Everyone's coming to practice every day with something to prove, Um, so I think just the locker room, the atmosphere in the locker room we have is great right now, Um, so I think that's definitely been my favorite part. Every day I'm waking up and I'm actually excited to go to the rink,
0: so yeah and that that's huge especially like when you are like with a new team and like even with a new team not just a newly expanded team but like a team in general like you want to be able to wake up every day and be like excited to go go to the rink and just have go to practice with the boys just hang out with them it's like Mm -hmm. just having like that culture like the culture and like the chemistry within the room is super important for for any team
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: yeah so last year Last year was your first official pro. Was your first pro season where, like mm-hmm. you said, you were, you came to Binghamton like January fifth. Like you said, so like what was the process like to to sign in Binghamton? Like how did it happen?
1: Yeah, I was just um, at the time I was uh, substitute teaching, um, and I kind of was just going to a few men's league skates. I thought I was done after my last year of college. It was the COVID year. Um, and you know, wasn't exactly happy how that went. I don't think anyone was in college hockey really. Um, so after that, I was pretty much like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I lost a lot of love for the game. Um, and then you know, it took six months off or so. And then just through like men's league skates, I was like, you know what? I think I still want to play. I still have a lot of love for this game. Um, and you know, when I was super little, playing pro, turning pro, that's something that we all dream of, right? Yeah. Um, so, what I did was I texted uh, one of my old coaches, uh Toby O'Brien in Rhode Island, and he had a connection in Binghamton, so he got me set up there um, and from there, yeah, that's pretty much it. yeah,
0: and like that that's an, that's an awesome story, especially like how like men's league brought you into like wanting to like go higher and play pro. so like mm-hmm. what what did you have to do like throughout that time to like get in shape and, like, actually, like, prepare for a pro season?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's definitely an adjustment, right, going from a pickup hockey game to a pro hockey game. But, um, yeah, you know, it just worked out. I I probably worked out for about, like, a month and a half before I left um, and really just made sure, like, I was in the right state of mind to go and play. And even when I got there, it took me um, probably about, three or four weeks to get back to just what I was doing in college. And then from there, you know, I learned a ton of stuff um, and got a lot better overall, so.
0: Yeah, so then you go into the season in Binghamton where you end up playing 24 games, where you got your first nine assists of your pro career, nine points. It's like, what was that first year in bingo like for you?
1: Yeah, um, it was easily the most fun I've ever had playing hockey. Um, and people love to like kick the fed down almost, but man, like it's good. It's a, hockey. it's a legit league. It absolutely is. Like my, my first night in bingo, we, we had probably about 3,500 people in the seats. Um, this is, this was just like an average Friday night, um, an almost entirely full arena. So, you know, first few steps out of the tunnel, I actually started to get the chills a little bit. I was like, whew. Like I'm, I'm playing a pro hockey game right now. This is awesome. You know? So for me, just being in that atmosphere, um, being back in the locker room with the guys, having that camaraderie, um, all that was, it was, it was a great experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And like, I like a lot of people tend to want to kick the fed, like you said, So, but like, it's a legit league, like it's a very skilled, fast paced league. Like every year it seems to get better and better. And then when you have like all the trickle down effects too, that end up happening in pro hockey, like you have like SP guys coming down, like coast guys, like Mm -hmm. there's even a few like old AHL guys in the league right now. So it's just like, it's just a continuing, it's gonna continue to grow and continue to get faster and faster every year. So like, it's a, it's a legit league and everyone should be able to, everyone should be watching the, the fed
1: yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah so so like what what was it like getting that first first point out of the way like your your first you had nine assists that first year it's so like what was it like getting that first pro point
1: oh uh, i didn't think too much of it you know if i remember correctly I just kind of got the puck up at the point um kind of walked towards the middle uh made a pass back to the wall to ivashkin and he just kind of did his thing, what he usually does and just puts it in the back of the net. Um, so, you know, for me, it was just an ordinary hockey play. Um, and then after I kind of, I, I got the puck that said like first pro point. So I was like, oh, that, that's pretty cool. Um, but for me, that's not something that I really like hung on to. So,
0: yeah. But what what a, what a guy to pass, pass the puck to I've asked. And he's a, he's, he's a legend in, in Binghamton in the Fed. Like he, he has, he got so many points last year, like you just let that guy do do his, do his stuff and it's probably going to end up in the back of the net.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it certainly made life easy for me as a defenseman. Just feed that guy the puck and watch him go.
0: <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. 100% agree with you there. But uh, what were some of like the biggest takeaways from that first year in the Fed that you went on to like put in your game for especially going into year two? I think I just gained like a lot of confidence, you
1: know, in in college I was pretty much forced into a role of a defensive defenseman and a penalty killer. Um, And I got really good at those things. And I still do those things um, to the best of my ability. Um, But I also last year gained a lot of just like offensive confidence and confidence in my first passes um, and confidence now in, in the offensive zone um yeah so I, I would say the biggest thing I learned from last year is that I have a lot more time than I think I do out there and there's no need to like rush my plays or rush my passes um and that I have now the confidence to make those plays so
0: yeah so like what what was that adjustment like from going from like a defensive defenseman like you said to like being able to like have a lot more time and like build that confidence and be able to make plays in the offensive zone instead of just being a stay-at-home defenseman?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely still an evolving thing for sure, uh, but every day, I mean, I'm, I'm running a power play unit now, so I, every day I feel more and more confident in doing that. Um, you know, when I was younger in high school, I was definitely more of like an offensive defenseman even, so the, the defensive defenseman thing, that's something that's been more recent than really what I've done my whole hockey career so now it's just kind of like going back in my mind um, to like youth hockey high school hockey remembering what I did and then kind of boosting that up to the next level right so that's that's kind of what the transition's been like and it's been going well so every, every day I feel more and more confident
0: yeah so just going back to what you know from when you're a kid in China apply that to uh, the professional game
1: hmm absolutely
0: yeah and like I, I like to um, like especially like when guys like enter their first year pro like you're gonna have stories so like what was your welcome to the fed moment um my welcome to the fed moment was definitely
1: uh military appreciation night in Binghamton last year we had a full house there was maybe like a few open seats but it was a sellout um and man, that crowd was loud. There was actually one one time I was on the bench and I heard this big roar like coming from the right-hand side of the rink. So I turned my head over thinking there was like a fight or that the puck somehow got over there. The fans were doing a wave all the way around the arena. And I was like, wow, this is absolutely awesome. So yeah, that's my that's definitely my welcome to the Fed moment.
0: Yeah, that, that's something you don't you don't see every day in a hockey game. Is the the wave, but like you mm-hmm. got to bring that European style over to North America and make uh <laughs> make the atmosphere more more soccer style like like over there.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, but then uh, for this part of the show, I want to get into like your youth hockey days a little bit here, and then co- and then high school and college. So uh, you grew up in Smithfield, Rhode Island. So like, what was what got you into the game of hockey? And like how old were you when you first started? Oh, I was
1: uh, four years old when I first started to skate. Um, and I think I was like five when I first started to play. Um, I wasn't too good when I first started, actually. There was about uh, five groups in Learn to Skate. There was like the purple group, which was like your worst skaters. And then you had red, which was like a little bit better. And then all the way down at the other end was like the green and so to start, most people are in the purple group trying to figure things out. Um, and I don't really remember it too much, but my parents said by the end of the session, I was the only one in the purple group, still trying to hobble around and skate out there, and basically falling down every single stride I made. So obviously I've come a long way, um, but yeah, that was my that was my start. Was four years old, just trying to shuffle around and figure it out
0: yeah for, yeah for sure so that's, that's funny how, how it all works like you're uh you'd be the worst skater one day and then you're at you get decent at it, you get better you get better and then look where you're, you're playing professional hockey now it's like what what was it like to develop like the importance of being able to skate well especially like since you're a defenseman like you have to be one of the best skaters out there
1: oh yeah i mean it's it's everything um
0: for me it was just working
1: at it and um, I'm someone that really like enjoys the journey more than the goal itself. So yeah. and I think that's really important is you have to enjoy like the journey to where you're going um, almost more than the goal, because along the way you're going to pick up things and you're going to get a lot better. Um, so, yeah, for me, I was just, you know, being a little kid, enjoying my thing. Um, I was actually put on forward like my first few years of, uh, minor hockey and then they moved me to defense because I was one of the only guys that could actually skate backwards so you know skating changed like that pretty much all of a sudden because I enjoyed playing and you know just doing pond hockey whatever my skating got a lot better so
0: yeah like skating is one of the most important like things you need in the game of hockey if you want to succeed and like I tell that to all my kids that I coach and like especially like on skills night, they're like, we don't want to skate. We don't want to skate or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But like, it's, it's important for you to be able to develop and go up the, go up the ranks and go up the, go up the levels. Cause if you can't skate, you're not getting anywhere in this game.
1: Right. No, absolutely. And we even still work on edge work at at the level we're at. Right. So in hockey, there's really two sports. There's the skating. And then on top of that, there's also the stick handling and the, the, Making plays with the puck, right? So yeah, skating is half the game.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a non negotiable. That's that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sure, like growing up, like you had a few idols that you like looked at and like tried to make make your game out of. So, like who who were some of those idols that you uh, that you idolized?
1: Yeah, so growing up, I was like a big Yarmir Yager fan. I know he's not really a defenseman. Um, but in terms of like the guy that I like try to model my game after definitely Nick
0: Lidstrom, um, that, I that's think a good, was, that's a good guy to, to yeah, model so yeah, I think your game he after. was
1: the best defensive defenseman of all time. And he really like knew how to force players into making bad plays. I think there's like this five minute YouTube video clip of, of him just like making these insane poke checks and breaking up two on ones, like no one's business. So. Really try and model my game after that, and take a lot of the things that he does and put it into my game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like, just to be able to model model your game off someone that's very successful as a as a defenseman as an NHL hockey player. Like, you're gonna try to mold your game out of that. And like, you there's so many takeaways you can learn, especially from like how you play two on ones, how like a good like when you should poke check and when you shouldn't. Like, you just learn so much from guys that are that elite.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: So then you go into uh, youth hockey a little bit here. So you played for the Rhode Island Hitman throughout youth hockey. So what was it like going throughout the Hitman organization and just going uh, going up the ranks through through that organization?
1: Um, I probably started playing for them when I was like ten or eleven years old. Um, after like learned to skate and playing some like in state travel hockey. Um, my parents realized I was really passionate for it and we wanted to try out like a travel organization. So I tried out the Hitmen and, you know, I really developed a lot through what we did there, Um, you know, playing against good teams in Massachusetts, like I think Junior Terriers, um, Conquistadors, if they still exist, whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, that, that really helped me develop a lot just in terms of, getting like out of the state of Rhode Island and getting into Massachusetts or Massachusetts, which has really, really good hockey. Um, So yeah, that, that helped me a ton.
0: Yeah. So like, what was that competition like in Massachusetts compared to like some of the other places that you traveled to, whether it be like what, like how Rhode Island hockey is, Chicago hockey, just all, all the, probably all the other States that you played.
1: I, I would say, you know, Rhode Island hockey is, very good hockey. It's just that we're small, right? The Smallest yeah. state in the, in the U S there can only be so many hockey teams there. Right. So you really have to travel like Boston or Marlboro, the super rink over there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what, what was the, what was the question? Sorry.
0: Yeah. Like what, what did you notice about like the competition between like Rhode Island hockey, Massachusetts, Boston, just anywhere that you would travel to and just like from like the different states?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, Massachusetts is probably like the best youth hockey that I ever experienced growing up. Um, I remember one time we made nationals and we played against, it was, I think it was tier two nationals. We played against the best team from California and we kind of ran the table with them, right? California is a huge state. We were just from Rhode Island, a bunch of tier two guys in this, this tiny little box, right? So I, I think it, it's absolutely huge, you know, where you are growing up. But now that's kind of starting to change. You notice a lot of the warmer weather states are starting to pick up hockey.
0: So, yeah, absolutely. Especially like down in Florida, California, like those, like those states, you wouldn't have thought twenty years ago that they're hockey states, but they definitely are. And like they have very good teams that come out of those those states. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah so but like throughout like youth hockey like it's just it's all about like having fun and just developing like hockey is hockey is a ton of fun so you just have fun and develop it's like were there any moments that stuck out where you're like these are some of like your favorite moments of from playing youth hockey? Oh man that's
1: a good question I guess just like being with the guys playing like mini sticks in the hallways at the away games you know those, those are things that. You don't really get to experience now um and those mini sticks now by the way are absolutely ridiculous the ones that we were using were like wooden and cut down and these kids get 300 dollars. now they're carbon fiber yeah carbon fiber mini sticks but yeah just you know growing up with all those guys being around them it's that that's really what it's all about it's enjoying the journey with those other people right so that's that's just those little moments that's what i enjoy the most
0: yeah, just uh just being with being with the teammates, having fun, playing mini six like you said, like going on the the road trips now with the boys like those it's mm-hmm. all all like outside just having having fun with your teammates and building that chemistry and camaraderie within with with everyone.
1: Mhm.
0: So then you go into you go into high school hockey now with Smithfield High in in Rhode Island. So like where what were those four years of high school hockey like and just like high school hockey is like such like a fun time in that time zone it's like what was what was hockey like for you in high school yeah no you're absolutely right that's
1: that's how I would describe it It was it was a fun time it was it was some of the most fun hockey I've ever played Um, and honestly it was in some of the biggest crowds I've ever played which is which is crazy because I was just you know 14 to 18 years old a kid in high school um, but yeah, I mean it was it was pretty good hockey too for the level it was. Um it was division one, Rhode Island hockey. Um, you know, Rhode Island's a small state, but there are definitely some good hockey players that come from there. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's how I would describe it is it was absolutely a ton of fun.
0: Yeah, you're just living living the glory days out out for mm-hmm. out in high school hockey and like just going throughout like freshman year to senior year and like seeing everyone develop from how they were freshman year to how they are this senior year is like uh, amazing to see that development. So, like, what was your development path through from freshman year to senior year?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's like night and day, right? You're, you're basically go from like a a boy to a a young man, right? From 14 to 18. Um, so for me, I, I started my high school journey as a forward. I went back to forward. Um, and then, my sophomore year, I wound up going back to defense. Um, so then I kind of started to develop as a defenseman. Um, back then I was certainly more of like a two-way defenseman if not an offensive defenseman, um, and yeah, the, the development was good. The hockey was good. Uh, my coach back then, uh, coach Jackson and Smithfield, um, one of the best coaches I've ever played for, um, man, I would still run through a brick wall for that guy. He's, uh, he's awesome so yeah doing that playing in front of some pretty big crowds I remember my senior year we played against Mount St. Charles in a playoff game um, and there were people just sitting in the aisles trying to see right it was it was that sold out Um, wasn't a huge barn but still just being in that environment it's a ton of fun so yeah
0: and like especially like in high school hockey like just being like those smaller barns when like there's literally no, no, no open seats and everyone's just in the aisles and everything like just on the glass, like there's no better feeling because like it brings all that like energy even more, especially like when you get like the student sections out and everything like those, those are the best.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, but then your senior year, you, uh, you were captain for Smithfield High your senior year. So what was it like Uh, just finding that leadership role and being able to be a captain, especially since it was your senior year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've never been like a super vocal guy in the locker room. I've always been more of a lead by example type guy. So that's just kind of what I did is led by example. Um, Every day I would I would try and get uh, my power play unit on the ice before everyone else right after school. So we'd practice at like two o'clock. School ends at 145. So I'd get my entire unit over like right away right after school um sometimes we'd hop out of school a little bit early (laughs) just to get there
0: there we go (laughs) Um,
1: and then we'd start uh kind of trying to work on the power play for you know actual practice would start at 2 30 so we try and get as much time as we could um and just doing those little things that that makes a huge difference so i was doing that um trying to be a good example for the younger guys um and uh yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I did it.
0: Yeah. So like, like you said, like you, you really weren't, uh, like, a you're a lead by example guy, but so you, but you weren't like very vocal. It's so, like, did like being that captain, like help you step out of your comfort zone and like actually be able to, to be more vocal. And then like, especially going into like college where you're able to just like learn from those experiences and be a little more vocal and as well as like still lead by example, but like just have like that vocal, uh, Personality now as well. Yeah, I mean, I'd say
1: that definitely helped me. I had to step out of my comfort zone all the time. You know, there are just situations that come up, you know, maybe after a tough loss where you need to address the team as the captain. You you need that player's perspective. It can't always be coach or the assistant coach or whoever coming into the room and saying something. Sometimes you just need to step up and say it. Um, So, yeah, I definitely had to step out of my comfort zone and that certainly has helped me grow in hockey and not only in hockey, just in life, right? There's yeah. situations that come up all the time and hockey and in life and in my work, my career, where I have to be talking to people, talking to groups of people. So, you know, that that's certainly helped me kind of grow and develop.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. A big, big learning curve, but like once you get, once you're like out of that comfort zone, Everything just becomes a little more natural, especially when you're going through like all that and like it becomes a little bit more a little bit easier to to talk and be be more vocal than when you weren't as vocal. Mm-hmm. So then in 2000 from 2018 to 2021 you played college hockey at the NCAA division three level for Johnson Wales University. So uh, what went into choosing Johnson and Wales.
1: Um, you know, I was really interested in just like going to school near home and in the city of Providence, too, I thought was pretty cool so like my first first time I toured there I, I really enjoyed the campus and how it was all kind of downtown um, so that's why I went there. Um, that, along with just speaking with some of the professors, uh, I enjoyed what they had to say about I was a political science major so I enjoyed what they had to say about that. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of why I chose Johnson Wales on the academic side. On the hockey side, um, there wasn't a whole lot of thought process that went into it. Um, I was a walk-on, so I, I knew I wasn't guaranteed anything. I don't even think I spoke to the coach um, before I chose Johnson Wales either. So it was it was definitely like a nerve-wracking experience yeah. going in and being like, "Wow, I still want to play hockey." but not knowing if you're going to make the team or not and knowing full well, if you don't make the team, that's probably the end of your career. Right. So I went in and I gave it absolutely everything I had in tryouts. Um, And thankfully, you know, I was, I had a lot of skill, but I was very much like a rough, rough talent. So I had, you know, a a coach thankfully um, in coach LaCour that was willing to take a chance on me and he did so
0: yeah and like it's scary when you're going through that because like you said like you're you're not guaranteed anything like you could try out and get caught right away and like that's the end of your career like you said but just to go through like that adversity and like give everything you got like it just proves that if you put your mind to it and like you really want it and like you have the skill like you might as well go for it because you never know what's going to happen
1: absolutely yeah go for it and just give it everything you got
0: yeah absolutely it's like what was that adjustment period going from high Rhode island high school hockey to playing at the ncaa division three level
1: yeah it was um it was a big jump it was a it was a very big jump to say the least um so my freshman year i i didn't really play much i uh kind of sat back and observed watched a lot of games i think i i played in like seven ish games or so um that season um, and just kind of learned i would listen a lot to my captains um, and how i kind of started to become like that penalty killing defenseman was actually in practice we would need people to kill penalties and it would usually be me I would just step up and be like I want I want the extra rep because I I knew I wasn't playing most likely in the game Saturday Sunday so so I was like yeah I'll step in I'll kill a penalty I'll do this I'll do that so I just basically took every opportunity I had listened to my coaches a lot listened to my teammates and the next year really paid off for me I played in almost every single game so
0: yeah so it was like is that what like some one of the biggest things you learned is just uh Especially when you're not playing as much just to be able and be willing to get that get those extra reps because those may be the only reps that you take in in like the next couple couple days, couple practices, couple games.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reps definitely help. That combined with just having like an open mindset, you know, just be be willing to change things about your game. Yeah. don't be super stuck in your ways, you know, especially when you move on to higher levels everyone has something different to offer right so really make sure you just listen to absolutely everyone on your team and that even goes for now you know some guy that might not play defense all that well well he's on your team because he has a heck of a shot so maybe you should go listen to him and see how he shoots the puck right so that's really what it's all about
0: everyone's on the team for for a reason it's not like not just because someone someone's just paying to be there like someone's you're there because what you have some potential or something that another person doesn't so why not use them
1: right exactly
0: yeah so like you said you're, your second year you played in 24 games so what was Imp- what was important for that year especially like especially for you since you played in seven games a year prior and then you're playing every game the second year especially going into that third year and just getting like the necessary game experience to move on in your career
1: yeah I mean for me it was just like um I, I tried to make as few mistakes as I possibly could so I played very very simple hockey I didn't take too many chances um and then you know all those reps on the PK it wound up um wound up working out for me coach put me on on a penalty kill one that entire year so even if I wasn't playing a lot usually in the third d pair or even sometimes just extra defenseman I would be on pk1 so that's how I was getting my reps in Um just doing that I know it's not the most exciting thing in the world but it's what I had to offer my team right so
0: it's what it's what you had to do in a in order to get the opportunities that you did you had to go through the extra reps, the extra mile. It's not not always fun, but you have to do what you have to do to be able to get that trust in your coach and your teammates. Exactly. After after a successful second year at Johnson & Wales, you would go into your third year, which would be the COVID year, the, the year the pandemics are and everything. So what was that third year like, especially like since it was your last year of college and like you had to go through like all the struggles with like the pandemic and everything happening and just being able to just get out of that year especially since it was it was a COVID year
1: yeah I mean it was a it was a crazy year for absolutely everyone even even the guys that did get a chance to play right yeah um so yeah for for me at least we were just sitting in in class one day Um, back in the the spring of 2020 and they were just like yep classes canceled everyone go home we're going online for two weeks then two weeks turned into two months and then two months turned into longer and longer Um, so you know in the summer we we basically didn't know what was going on and it was really hard to train with the gyms closed and the ice rinks shut down too Um, so I yeah I mean everything was just up in the air It was the strangest off season i've ever had and then the season itself too was i mean we didn't we played one like exhibition game um, but no legitimate hockey games at all um, so we were but we were still skating which wasn't great it wasn't a great situation by any means uh, we were in groups of four people uh, we had to wear masks the entire time we were on the ice So I was in a group, it was me and three other defensemen. And basically what we did was a bunch of defenseman drills. Like we would walk the line and shoot on an empty net. We would, you know, skate around, make a pass, but you know, you gotta, you gotta be positive in those situations as as hard as it might be. Um, So, you know, I walked a lot of blue lines that year. Maybe I got a little bit better at walking the blue line, right? So that's, that's the way I look at it. No, it wasn't a traditional year. Uh, it certainly wasn't easy for anyone and, you know, but it, it just, it it is what it is, you know?
0: Yeah. You just got to take the positives out of every situation, whether it be an, an absolute terrible situation, a bad situation, a good situation, you just got to take the positives and learn from those experiences that you did have. And just to, just to help yourself get a little bit better, like every time you step on the ice, because like COVID taught us, like there might not be a, you might be on the ice one day and you might not be on the ice the next day. Absolutely. Yeah. But then you finished off your, your year. So like, what were some of your favorite memories from playing college hockey?
1: Favorite memories. Uh, My favorite memory was probably uh, playing in front of Norwich. I got to do that my my sophomore year, which was my last real year of college hockey. Um, yeah, played there in front of probably like 2,000 people, but it's like it's a big 2,000 people. You know, yeah. they got like a, a small like full lower bowl, um, and they're very loud. Um, a lot of people from the town come out support the college team, and they are a really good hockey team on top of that so just just getting the chance to be out there and play against those guys on a friday night that was that was pretty special so
0: yeah that that, that's awesome that's a that's a great memory to have for sure especially like since everything that did happen in college like you have you still have good memories that come out of it even though it may have not been the best experience but you have at least some memories that you can look back and be like yeah like this is this was this was a great experience just because of all the memories
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: Yeah, but I have a few more questions for you before we wrap things up here. So uh, do you have any tips for players looking to get to that next level?
1: Yeah, just, you know, basically listen to everything that all the coaches say to you. Listen to your teammates um, and just approach every situation with like an open mind, right? It's kind of like I was saying earlier, you never know what someone has to offer. You know, the guy, the guy that, like I said the guy that doesn't play great defense he has a great shot or he does this he does that so listen to everyone and just approach every situation with an open mind
0: yeah I, I love that I love that answer especially because uh, especially because like you're at uh, your teammates for a reason and like everyone has like like we said earlier like everyone has everyone has a different reason of being there and it's just like some people may not offer something that someone else does so you just you learn from everyone around you and just keep keep learning from everyone just not not ignore them but like pay attention listen to everything they say
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah but to end the, to wrap up the show here uh you're also at as as well as playing pro hockey you're also a pro golfer So, like what what's your story behind being a pro golfer and everything yeah
1: so in the summers i'm am a I'm a teaching professional and i play in a, a handful of pro tournaments here and there Um, The way I got into it, uh, I I played golf just about as long as I've played hockey, Um, but I was basically, I was a political science major in college, taking an internship at a nonprofit golf course, which is called a a buttonhole teaching center. Um, They do great work over there. Actually, I still work there. Um, Do like a bunch of outreach work with inner city groups, just try to like expand the game of golf as best we can. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. I took an internship there. Um, and then after that, uh, once I graduated college, decided to take a job at Montop country club in Portsmouth as the assistant pro. And then this past summer, I actually went back to buttonhole and now I'm the assistant pro there. Um, so it's a ton of fun. Um, and for me, it just gives me like a good, like mental break from hockey, which I think is, especially at this age, I've been playing for a while. it's important to uh, take a nice mental break every now and again just get out on the golf course and have fun with it so
0: yeah just let let the let the mind wander elsewhere besides being at the rink and playing hockey and just go out there golf and just just have fun being outdoors and playing playing a great Mm -hmm. round of golf
1: yeah absolutely nothing yeah but
0: yeah exactly not nothing better that's an off-season tradition for sure but uh tyler Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time and I look forward to following your career the rest of the way. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.